0: What have we been talking about for weeks now? The ground. Out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. We just take this stuff for granted. God could have put any system in place to provide for us. He could have done anything. It could have fallen out of the sky. He could have had angels delivered it, deliver it. He could have done anything to put in motion a system of provision. What did he do? He put it in the ground. He put it in the ground. I know we're just like, yeah, duh, we get it. Trees, right? No, no, no. Go back to before any of that. He saw that this was going to be good. Let's do it this way. He put it in the ground. But notice this. He put in the ground and caused every tree to grow out that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. I meditated this for two weeks. These last two weeks going, Lord, what does that mean? Why did you say that? Why do I need to know it's pleasant for the sight? I get food you're providing. Man, it, it went off in me. I was sitting in the living room just a few days ago and we've got a window that looks out and we've got trees, a lot of trees out there and the mountains in the distance. And I was like, Lord, what is it about these trees being pleasant to the sight? And I just happened to look out the window and it hit me. Those trees aren't doing anything for me except being pretty. That's it. And that's all they were intended to do. Now I get it. I know they're taking in carbon dioxide and spitting out oxygen. I get all that, but I'm not going and picking fruit off of every limb of every tree in the world. There's a lot of them that are out there to do one thing, show you how big God is. Show you how wonderful he is. And he put it there. Yes, he put food there. Here's your provision, but here's your pleasure. I just want to bless you with these. And that's foreign to us because we've let other things in. This is what the Lord convicted me on this week. He said, you have let TV entertain you in a way my creation was supposed to. It's cheapened the whole thing. Do you know that you and I are supposed to be able to sit on a porch for hours and rest? And say, Look how good God is. And you're like, Well, that sounds boring because you let something else in. Because I let something else in. He created so much of this for you to just look at. And the Bible talks about it. Everything, all the invisible attributes of Him can be easily seen if you just look at it. There's more to that. Wow. We need to be able to sit and look at it. And of course, he said the tree of life was in the middle of the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in the middle of the garden. Look at verse 15. He said, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. I want this on the screen. Put this up there for me. Genesis two fifteen. The Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden. I want you to read this next part with me. To tend and, and what? And what? Keep it. Keep it what do you know about keeping something? Even in perfection, man had a job. Even in an untouched, curseless environment, man had a job. He put him in the garden with the job to tend it. You look that up and it literally means to serve it. Even before the fall of man, we were called to serve. Serve it and, and keep it. Look the word up. You know what it means? Guard it. From what? Even in perfection, something else is trying to get in guard it. Now we don't know how long we read it in a few verses and it gives the impression that God finished on Saturday. And by Wednesday, you know, Adam had blown this whole thing and but you don't know that. You don't know how long he kept the guard up. You don't know how long he fellowshiped with God. You don't know how long he served it and served it well and guarded it and kept things out that didn't belong in and kept things in that didn't belong out. But one day, the guard came down and Satan came. Something else got in and he started talking to Eve and he said, what did God tell you about this? What did he say? What were his words? And she said, well, he said, don't eat it, don't touch it, and that day you're gonna die. And Satan said, no, 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 listen. I know he said that. Attend to these other words. He knows you're not gonna die. He knows that in the day you eat of it, you'll be like him. The first lie ever told. What was the lie? You're not yet like him. They already were created in his image. Here's the lie. Here's another word. Something else is getting in. And you know the story. You know it because it's your story. It's my story. She ate of it, gave it to Adam. He ate of it and immediately shame set in. Something changed because something else got in. Because something got in the ground. Because the guard came down and something else got in. Immediately their eyes were opened. They saw that they were naked. They were uncovered. The glory of God that had clothed them and there was no sense of guilt or shame. Immediately it set in on them. And you know this whole thing. Genesis, fast forward to chapter three and God comes looking for Adam, comes looking for Eve. He calls to them. They were hiding because they were afraid. Adam began to blame Eve. Like I said, it's your story. (laughs) It's my story. Always looking for somewhere else to shift the blame. And he's blaming her. And God said, what about it? She starts blaming the serpent. God speaks to the serpent Tells him what's in his future, but he says to Adam in verse 17, Genesis chapter 3, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, because you let something else in, you've eaten from the tree, which I commanded you saying you will not eat of it, cursed. The first time human ears ever heard that word, ever familiarized themselves with that concept, it had been nothing but blessing. God had been the provider. God put it in the ground. He told the ground to do it. Ground, produce for them. Ground, reproduce. Give them what they need. Ground, give them what they want to look at. Ground, give them what they need to feed on. But then he said, because you let something else in, cursed is the ground for your sake in toil. You want to know what this word means? Worrisome labor. Worrisome. Sound like cares? In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Verse 18. Both thorns and thistles it'll bring forth for you. What's a thorn? Never before. But because of the curse. Do you notice this? The very first thing that showed up in fallen creation was a thorn. A thorn. In thorns and thistles, uh, the earth will bring forth for you. You will eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face, you will eat bread. Man, don't you know Adam just looked back at God and said, what sweat? This man had never sweat for anything. He'd never been his own provider. Grace had always provided. God put it in the ground, told the ground what to do. His job was never work for a living. His job was never sweat it out, blood, sweat, and tears. His job was never to come to the end of a day and say, look what I've made. What was his job? Guard it. (laughs) You had one job, man. (laughs) Guard it. Guard the garden. Thorns, these thorns Jesus was talking about, they were present at our fall. Guess where else they showed up? Our redemption. They were there when we blew it, they were there the day the cursed showed up. And it became a provision problem. Now on, Adam, if you're going to eat, you're going to have to dig through these thorns. You're going to have to figure out a way to provide for yourself because this earth is just going to produce them. I was studying this one time years ago and I I had the thought to call a friend of mine who'd had a landscaping business for years and years. And I got to thinking, where did these things come from? I don't know a lot about this, but I know people don't sow it. I know people aren't looking at their flower beds going, you know what would look really good right here? Thorns, thistles. We need some thorns and thistles right here. You, can't, you couldn't buy seed if you wanted to sow thorns. I called this guy. I said, Tom, where do thorns come from, man? And he, he laughed. He said, Jeremy, you know what? I'm actually on a piece of property right now. He was at this point selling large ranches and he said, I'm, I'm walking this piece of property and I'm actually walking over thorns right now. He, he looks around and he goes, man, I think the earth just does it. <laughs> Do you see what, he's, what, what the Lord said to him? The earth will bring it forth. A few weeks ago, I was outside the house, just walking up the, the front steps of the house and this tiny little weed growing there caught my eye. And this thing could not have been more than about three inches tall. And I thought, man, I need to pick that and just walked on by it, (laughs) walked inside the house. I don't know, I saw it again over the next couple of days and I thought, man, I gotta get that thing. And I kept coming up with whatever, maybe my clothes are too nice right now, we don't wanna pick that. And I noticed little by little it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. We ended up leaving town, Sarah and I and the kids, we were gone a week. I came home and this thing was about three feet tall, (laughs) two and a half, three feet tall. And I walked past it for days and, and finally it got on my nerves so much. I thought I've got to go out there and get those, get that thing. And it's a, I looked it up. You know what it was? A thistle. You got them in your yard. This thing grew up. Do you know how easy it would have been to pull that thing up the first day I saw it? But because I let it grow because I let it grow day after day after day in just a short amount of time. It required gloves and a shovel. I actually have a picture of it and meant to show it in church today. I totally forgot, but I'm sitting there holding it like it's a ocean fish or something. I mean, this thing is this big. We got to be quick to identify the thorns. The thorns were present when we fell. They also showed up in our redemption. The Bible says that when they took Jesus to the cross, there were soldiers mocking him and they fashioned and twisted this crown of thorns and they put it on his head. And you know, that tells us they hit it. They drove it down into his head. And here these guys are thinking they're just mocking him. I'm looking back on it going, thank you. They had no idea what they were saying. They were redeeming you and me from the cares of this world. Those thoughts that pierce and become so distracting and so defeating. We need a guard. We need to keep that from getting in. Those thorns don't belong in. The Bible says, and I'll be done here in just a second. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 9 in the Amplified Bible. We are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with God, with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. Won't you say it? I'm I'm God's garden. There are things that belong in this garden and things that don't. There are things that this earth grows on its own worries, cares, deceitfulness of riches. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to fix it? How am I going to pay for it? Oh, if I had just a little more, if I had a little more, if I could make a little more, if I could make a little more, oh, if I could just get my hands on that. Oh, I know I'd be good then. Oh, maybe just that. If I had that, I'd be good. I'd be okay. I'd be happy. That's a provider problem. All the pressure's on you. And you know, There is this thing built into man that wants to have worked for it, right? Me, man, me make fire, Uh, right? Look what I've accomplished. Look what I've done. And we gather up all the stuff we've made, the living we've made, and the achievements we've made, and the things we've done. Man, we fashion these things up, and we we, make the beautiful, and we shine it up and wear it like our crown and had no idea, you just put on your head a crown of thorns. And what's Jesus saying? Come on, let me trade you. Give me that crown. I'll crown you with loving kindness, tender mercies. Come on, give me that crown. Give it to me. Those cares don't belong in that heart. You were never created to carry those cares. Jesus said in the book of Luke, he he said, be on your guard. These are the words he used. Be on your guard, talking about the last days, the days we're in right now. Be on your guard, he said, and lest you get caught up. And he started talking about carousing and drinking and partying and with the cares of this world. Whoa, where'd that come from? He said, be on your guard, lest your heart be overtaxed, overcharged, be weighed down, he said, with partying and drinking and carousing and the cares of the world. One of these things doesn't sound like the other, right? And yet they're having the same effect. Partying, drunkenness, right? Putting something in you that doesn't go in you totally unrestrained living, just, just uh, whatever the flesh wants, the flesh gets. And feeding on the cares of this world are the exact same thing. And it will do the same thing. It will weigh your heart down. And it was in that same chapter that Jesus said, men's hearts fail them. They can't hold this up. You were never built to carry care. Your job was to just Guard. Guard. You weren't built to make your living. I'm not telling you, you don't need a job. Listen, even in the middle of perfection, man had a job. If you don't have one, go get one. You've got a job, but you were not built to carry care. So what do we do? You've been carrying around, thorns got in. What do we do? Well, we gotta be quick, right? Be quick to identify them. The second something comes out of your mouth, what am I gonna do? Oh, wait a second, that's a thorn. Now, when it comes out the first time, that's a little three-inch thistle that takes all the power of your thumb and index finger to get it by the root. But the more you talk it, the more it grows and it grows and it grows. And in a very short amount of time, you are going to need gloves and a shovel and your daughter to take a picture of the weed you (laughs) just pulled because it's going to take some work to get that sucker out. The more time that you allow those cares to stay in, the more they suffocate and choke the word. So when you see somebody, somebody who loves God, knows God, serves God, and yet didn't receive, you don't know what else got in. And that's not judgment because we've all done it. It is a word of warning. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. So here you identify, oh man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to pay for it? How am I going to fix it? What do you do? Wait a second. -uh. Hold on. Nope. I've been redeemed from this trash. I'm not putting this crown of thorns on my head. Jesus carried this crown for me. Those are not my cares. Jesus, I am casting all my care on you because you care for me. That's 1 Peter chapter 5. Stand on your feet. I'm going to read this to you. Guys, go ahead and begin to play. Help me here. Help me find an off button. Listen to this from first Peter chapter five, verse five says, likewise, you younger people submit yourselves to your elders. Yes. All of you be submissive to one another, be clothed with humility for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. How do you do that? Verse seven, casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. That's humility. Do you know that you pacing the floor going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do is actually pride because you are looking to you as your source. How am I going to fix it? How am I going to pay for it? What am I going to do about it? What am I? What am I? What am I? All the pressure, all the focus is on you. Listen to me. God's grace, the seed of his grace, cannot grow in the same ground with your self-righteousness. That'll be a thorn that'll spring up and choke it, suffocate it. And all the nutrition that's supposed to be going to that word is actually feeding the thorns. And the word's becoming unfruitful. So how, how, Do we get these thorns by the root and get them out of our lives? Humility. Lord, I humble myself under your mighty hand. I cast all my care on you. I'm not carrying it. Pride carries the care. Humility casts the care. So I'm casting it on you. Jesus, I cast on you the care of my children. I cast on you the care of my finances. I cast on you the care of my body and the health of my body. I cast on you the care of my job. I cast on you the care. All the care is on you. Why don't you do it right now, lift up your hands, close your eyes. You know, you know better than I do. What else has gotten in, you know where the guard got down, you know. So just right now, start casting the care, do it with your words. It takes words. You're going to have to fight this stuff with your words. Come on, do it, church. I cast all my care. Let's say it out loud. I cast all my care onto you, Lord Jesus, because you care for me. I'm not able to carry this care. You be my caretaker. You be my care carrier. I cast it onto you knowing that you care for me. You love me. You gave yourself for me. You took the crown of thorns. They pierced your head so that they wouldn't have to pierce mine. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television Broadcast, the Legacy Letter Magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.